welcome to another episode of We're Not Wizards. My name's Richard. I shall be your host for this evening. And tonight's show is its a bit of a special one. Um, it's almost like a post-match analysis. Um, it's almost like uh, in the locker room. It's almost like I promised myself I wouldn't be using any of these cliché terms. But this one is going to be called, Who Are You? Who Are You? And it's Mark Pearson from London Board Games. So, hello. Hello, hello Mark. Hello, how are you doing? I'm very good. I think I've managed <laughs> to completely ruin my promise to myself that I wasn't going to be using any football cliches. And the, re- <laughs> the reason that we're... Um, the reason that we're using football cliches is tonight we're going to talk about... It is, like we said, a little post-match analysis about your Kickstarter game, yeah. the football game, yeah? Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. Finished um, finished end of end of October. Yes, um, yeah. And about the, about the cliches, I, I was worried kind of halfway through that I was using too many, uh, but I spoke to a couple of backers and they were suggesting more, so... There you go. You've you, you, you got to take the opportunity when these come to you. Absolutely. <laughs> no, we'll just, you know, we'll just carry on, and if people turn off because they don't like football, because it's not board games, then that's just the, the hit we shall have to take. Now... <laughs> The reason that we do this is quite simply because there's not enough podcasts out there about board games. And the other reason that we do this is because I don't think I've heard a a podcast which combines football and board games, unless it's talking about Subutio, which isn't a board game. So, uh, yeah, yeah, we're just going to... We're going to see where we go... Um, as I say, for people that are, you know, as I say, if you're listening for the first time, this is going to be slightly different than normal because we're just going to have a little chat because me and Mark were talking about this and one of the reasons that we decided to do this was because he has finished his Kickstarter. So, yes, mm-hmm. we'll talk about the game itself, but we want to have a chat about what happens behind the curtain in a kind of a Wizard of Oz type style. <laughs> Who's the man behind the curtain? What Very happens fitting, after yeah. it? And yeah, let's we've gone from the Wizard of Oz to football to cliches and back again. Um but as we do with everybody, we're kinda really interested in um kinda your history because as I say, this has become a, a, a kind of a catchphrase I guess. We we like to look into the past. We like mm. to stare at the present and we also like to see what's happening in the future. But we'd just like to find out a little bit of your history about how you got into the hobby in the first place. So if you'd like to, over to you, Mark. You know, first of all, uh-huh. you know, thanks for coming on, you know. Yeah, of course, of course. Now I'm looking forward to it. I, uh, yeah, um, how I got into it. Uh, see, you probably hear this a lot. It's quite an interesting one, but I've kind of been doing it as, as, long, as, I can, as long as I can remember. I think the first thing I remember was playing... Uh, a game called Kingmaker with uh, with my dad, who who uh, it kind of became a, cam- a a family catchphrase a bit, which was which was um, they've got to learn. He would play board games with us with absolutely no mercy. You know, if there was something he could do, you know, age six to completely screw us over, to completely like ruin everything we'd done, regardless of whether we were even able to uh, comprehend why we shouldn't have done what we've done he would he would do it and then was he competitive was he competitive dad like in the he was he he was absolutely yeah exactly and uh, (laughs) and we we um (laughs) even when you beat him he's like right son let me show you what you did wrong and where you could have beat me earlier (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, so we're all, you know, the family, we're all a bit competitive now, and, uh, and I think we know where it comes from. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. did you, I mean, did he steer you away from the normal kind of monopolies of this world, or was that... No, no, we played, we played those. We just, um, I suppose, I suppose we had a, we had a glimpse into, into board games that a lot of people um, don't get until until perhaps later mm. uh we still you know we still played monopoly and, and cluedo and uh scrabble if you can call that a board game <laughs> was he quite um <laughs> angry comments here was he... no no not so rules intensive but he he grew up playing um D and anything anything tank based as well his first love is trains his second love is tanks and warfare and so <laughs> we were playing all sorts of uh, uh, hex based games um all through childhood and and a lot of the time it was just it was just kind of uh we were doing what we were uh, I, told to do to be the, to be the opponent <laughs> i kind of feel old because i think that's the first time i've heard somebody say yeah well my dad when he used to play D and D." <laughs> oh, you won't believe it. He had a he had a uh, he had one of the original prints red box first edition D and D things, and and you can you imagine what that'd be worth now. And his mum threw it out. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> I know, straight on the There's scrap, he's gone. No, that just no wonder he that probably made him the man that he was today. To be honest, I mean, <laughs> there's no way. I mean, you've got to let that rage out somehow. And I guess, yeah. you know, maybe <laughs> he's no, he's he's fantastic. He's um, he's he's been he's been he's been just just awesome growing up, giving us opportunities to do things that we that we that we like to do. And so, but you know, because of because of that, we've always been a very close knit family. And I suppose I suppose that's really how we answer the question of how we got into board games is that we were always playing games together, whether it be um, yeah, board games or uh, video games. We had we had a, a couple of computers linked up to play LAN, myself and my brothers, and, um, and we moved around quite a bit as well because... Uh, because Simon was in Simon, my dad was in the, was in the RAF. Oh right, okay. Um, and so myself and my brothers, we didn't have the normal kind of sibling rivalry that you that you that you hear about, and yeah. perhaps you had yourself. Um, and and so we, it was it was the norm, I suppose, that we grew up either playing or modifying existing board games, and then creating our own around them or based on them. And the same with uh, with video games as well. We weren't exclusive to the cardboard we did the same thing in uh in a digital sense cool um so it's kind of it's it but it was about it was about you know i have my i have my video games spree and i'm still uh super into video games but but it was kind of about the age of 16 that i decided that a night around the table with friends is more um rewarding i suppose i felt for me than than uh staring at a screen so <laughs> You know, without without sounding <laughs> old, get the kids off those old. damn screens. You've just no. <laughs> you've just made me feel very old by your previous kind of my dad played D and D phrase. You know what I mean? I've got to watch the time now just to make sure I don't go past my bedtime, and I better throw away this drink and get myself some nice Horlicks instead. So thank you for that very much, Mark. Uh, moving on, before I remember or before I forget, even you know, I'm sure I had these sitting around somewhere where have my glasses gone um oh dear <laughs> um what are you been i mean so that's helped you so i take it you've 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 played 
quite a few over the years. Mm. Um, is there anything that you have played? Well, I mean, anything in the past that you would say were your notable games that you would you'd love to play all the time? Then uh, notable games that we love to play all the time. Well, uh, um, less so more recently, but we started playing Ticket to Ride when it came out in 2004, before it won... Sorry, it sounds like I knew this before it was cool, doesn't it? But that's, that's, not, what, that's, not, where, that's not where I'm going with it's this. It's going to hipster, hipster board this, game. <laughs> <laughs> no, this, this, is, this is notable because we were, we were playing Ticket to Ride when it came out in 2004, and my uncle, yeah. Tim Pearson, uh, we, we bought him the game for his birthday, and he was the... Great Britain team captain at Essen two thousand and at Spiel in Essen two thousand and four or two thousand and five. Yeah. For the for the ticket to ride competition. And and how did he um, get on? Did he? I believe he won his game, but the team didn't win theirs. <sighs> <laughs> Let for down. Sake. Great Britain, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I I let's see. Um, the ticket to ride become most... like a bit of a family. Like a family favorite. It did. Favorite, it did. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's a bit embarrassing, but also also quite cool for people who are into it. We, it's it's been such a family thing. We've we've introduced so many people to it by having a, uh, we have a kind of a yearly family camp, um, down in the West Country. Oh yeah. In okay. Somerset. Yeah. Yeah. And um, we have a ticket to ride trophy, which has been going for. Oh maybe, really? You know, yeah, it's been going <laughs> for about ten, Go for about. Exactly, we're going for about ten years now. There's a there's a train uh, on a piece of slate, and little plaques go on around the outside. And every year, of course, if you win, there's about we have about we have a large extended family, and everyone turns up. So we have about thirty players, and it's you know um, my name's not on the trophy yet. Uh, if, um, you know, if you, why if, not? If you win, it goes on. Why not? <laughs> why not? Why not? Because I'm I don't know I I'm too kind. Too... I don't, you know, I I play the game. I play the game to to do my roots rather than to uh, to block, and uh, there's a, there's a fair bit of blocking that Just goes on. Just absolutely no aggressiveness in your style of play at all. Then I mean that's I fairly, say that no, <laughs> no. But in, in a ticket to ride sense, it's uh, it's quite difficult to be aggressive. You kind of have to go out of your way or do it accidentally. So who's the fa- uh, who's but... the family member that's kind of like known as the vicious one who'll just go all oh. out against everybody? Is it like? Auntie Maggie or somebody uh, like that. No, it's probably my older brother Joe. All right. He um he if there is an opportunity mm. uh for somebody else to take a route before him, he will go there just in case he needs it. And so often there'll be just his colours dotted around the board and sometimes he'll run out of trains because he's so busy blocking other people. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but uh, more recently, um, we are really, really into. I mean, Ticket to Ride is you know such a such a light kind of crossover game. It's kind of part of the crest, the same as the same as uh, Settlers of Catan. It's it's the yeah it's the same sort of crest of crossover games that are bringing more people into modern. Have you games, um, but... have you seen Rails and Sales then? Because um, well, one of the we have it, and it's not out of the uh, not out of the cellophane. <laughs> what? It's kind of sitting sitting on the shelf. Well, we've, had, we've had so much else to do. We've got a Kickstarter. I know, but we can Almost. put the Kickstarter to one side for a bit. You've got rails and sails and you haven't played it. The guy's at Dwarf. <laughs> John will be thoroughly disappointed in you because he's been wanting to play rails and sails for a, for some time. In fact, I think he did recently, but you've got a cellophane <laughs> version sitting on your shelf. 
<laughs> Absolutely, You've become yeah. one I mean, of that's... the cool kids, haven't you? You've moved away from your trains and you've started doing football instead. I know how this, I know how this goes. <laughs> <laughs> so have you, it, you've got it, but you haven't played it. Got it, haven't played it, yeah. yeah. Um, you played it? No. <laughs> well, but yeah. I'm not claiming to the... I'm not claiming that I really, really am liking Kind of Ticket to Ride. <laughs> but you've got it on the shelf. In cellophane, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. Is that going to get rolled yeah. out of Christmas then? I mean, there's only a it couple is, of weeks probably. left. Ah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah it is. Like that always, always happens at Christmas. thing is that normally happens at Christmas is, uh, is Tim... Uncle Tim comes over, so it's kind of um, compulsory ticket to ride. Oh, well, that'll be good. Uh, anyway... Which is yeah, which is good, which is good. But it's more recently, um, uh, we've been super into Quartermaster General. You know, it's one of those games that you play just just game after game after game after game of, and and we have um, for the original uh, Quartermaster General, we have um, the alternate histories and the flight expansion. It's just such a good game. I wouldn't talk too um, loudly about Quartermaster General because Colin's still waiting for his First World War Kickstarter. I think. <laughs> I've got mine. He's not. He's not here. I just like to point out. It's not like he's hanging around waiting to jump yeah. out and surprise me. It's not Thursday night yet. Um, but um, <laughs> he is. He did mention it on Friday again because yeah. I mentioned. Yeah. You know, I said, "So how, how's it? How's the? You know, how's things?" He says, "Fine." Still haven't got Quartermaster General though. And he's. I think he's, <laughs> he says he went as far as. This is the pure brilliance of it. He's always thinking of us. He says, I emailed them to mm-hmm. um, ask about um, me, um, me parcel and I asked them if they wanted to go in the podcast. I says, but it depends. <laughs> it depends the wording of the email. Because if it <laughs> oi, <laughs> scumbags, where's my game? Where is it? Oh, by the way, would you like to come on a podcast that we do? <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> so we'll see. Um, I've played Quartermaster General. Yeah. I've played Quartermaster General an awful lot. I um yeah, I mean I um yes, it's absolutely kind of fantastic. Um do you want to explain if we focus on it for a little bit? Do you want to explain what it's all about and why it is so magical and people should be playing it maybe for a yeah, little sure. bit? Yeah. Uh it's 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 a bit different. Quartermaster General is a bit different because it's it's built for six. Yes. And there aren't, you know, usually usually um, playing up to six is a is a a big stretch or simply not possible for a lot of games or it's kind of a, an afterthought. And the fact that it's built for six kind of kind of sits it straight as a as a staple of something you should get out and should play when you have your larger group of gaming friends around if you have such a thing. Um, and it's. It's it's such a different thing every time. I think I think the, the the beauty of it is that it's abstracted to a level that means that you have very few actions. Um, there's 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 a few things you can do. You you can play uh, one card per turn, um, and uh, essentially that's it. But it's but it's the 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 kind of cumulative uh, effect of those cards is is such that. The entire direction of the war depends on the order in which you play your cards, and and uh, I suppose how they stack up against the other person's uh, game. And there's there's a, there's a lot of strategy in it. So even though you're playing you're playing one card, you know sometimes you you sit there waiting or hoping that your turn doesn't come around 
so soon because he's still trying to work out the, the best thing to do and it it feels difficult it feels um like a bit of a uh a sort of a a warlike stale it's mate. stressful that's why i it found with it when we were playing when we were playing the game the fact that you had so few things that you could actually do because you have your normal action cards and then you have almost like um, you have cards that you can play which you can then do certain things in order mm-hmm. to to basically create a secondary action but what mm-hmm. you do is you do that by discarding cards mm-hmm. so it's like if you want to um, if you want to you know build you know I think it's to do with like um, you got like normal actions which is like build an army or build a navy depending on the country that you're in and then there's certain things that you can do about taking over territory or putting down extra kind of names and stuff like that but, I mean, it's it's right up my street of games because it's because it's it is exactly that. It's a game about workflow where you yeah. where you you build a build a set of certain things you can do, and it feels all game. You you're kind of on edge because you feel like you're building up to that one big go where you're able to lay yeah. three armies instead of one, and you're able to smash into Western Germany and then into Berlin as well. And it's beautifully and it's, asymmetrical as well. It's like you know, for instance, Japan has navies, but it has basically no army. Britain's the same. It's quite a heavy navy presence. Russia is all about um, its army, but also it can. It's pretty good. I think it's supply chain and stuff like that. Italy's yeah. there just to back up Germany. I mean, there's no. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's why, in many ways, I think when we've played it, we've played it like three or four players, and people have had two countries to control at we the same do that time, as well, yeah. and that kind of works. That kind of works really, really well. Yeah. Um, I think stressful is probably is probably uh, one of the right words for it because while you're building actions that that you can do, you're kind of building your war machine all the time. But the problem is that it takes a turn to build that part of the war machine, and then then come next go, it may not even be relevant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, or... so it is. It is a you know it's, it's a stressful exercise of of deciding what's relevant, what's the most valuable thing I can do at the moment. Or you're taking over a territory and you're thinking, yeah, this is fantastic. And then immediately after you, somebody plays a card and they, they just play a land battle and they wipe out your unit. Mm-hmm. And then you're back to the thinking, I'm now three turns away from being able to do anything. Oh, yeah. And it's victory point orientated. So you do mm-hmm. get some people that try and go for the the victory points yeah yeah some people that just go for the total kind of win the war situation which i've very very rarely seen it's usually the whole thing does end up like a big a kind of a big war of attrition well 1914 the uh the world war one we 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 were lucky enough to to pick up a copy of s and then we've played that a lot as well and that i i am actually not decided as to as to which one i prefer uh, but 1914 is just, it you know, it's it's a work of art in kind of how stressful it is. It it introduces a new mechanic where you prepare cards, so you you get to play a card as you normally would, but you also get to prepare a card where you lay it face down, mm-hmm. and um, in the attrition step, which sits after the play step, you can turn over a prepared card to have another power around the table, discard a certain number of cards. So it it mills the deck um, much more, and it feels. 
it feels like a massive slog. It feels like World War One probably did, where you because you feel like you're in a trench and you're not moving, and and you've you've got nine cards face down in front of you, and you can do fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is awesome. It just, it's, it, it's it's a great experience. It really is. I just feel like um, totally kind of like powerless, which is yeah. which is not which is not great. The worst thing about this game is that it's there's not enough people kind of aware of it. I think I don't think mm-hmm. it has had as much love as it definitely deserves, and I'm glad to see the Kickstarter is getting it kind of in more people's hands. But um, yeah. I I think I think um, certainly the new one will help because you um, I suppose the way with all games is the is the snowball effect and so particularly with Kickstarters is sometimes there's a there's a very small uh, fan base that and, and you get very little exposure um, during the campaign but as soon as those games get to backers and they play it with their friends their friends often each buy a copy and then you know just like with uh where it's something as, as simple as as uh, as code names is you know simple yeah. and brilliant as code names is if you know i played code names i went out and bought code names and i know the other three people i played code names with also went out and bought code names and i've played it with introduced it to a number of people as well i know they've been out and bought copies of code names and it kind of it it snowballs yeah. um, and i i see because because qmg is is such a good game and it really is. If you if you're listening and you haven't played it, you should. Uh, and if you're considering taking a punt on it, you really, really should. Yes. Um, it's one of those games that will do well. We're not telling time. you should buy it, but it's currently you know <laughs> we're creeping towards Christmas. And if you are that person, that man, that woman, or person who is absolutely impossible to buy for at Christmas, and you're struggling to put something down on your list to give people, then if you like your board games at all and it doesn't even need to be in relation to the theme if you like something challenging if you like something that's really going to give you analysis paralysis and it did that to me <laughs> many times i don't think you could go very very wrong in picking up kind of quartermaster general it's quite it's a no. good fun and 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 i like it and mark likes it and if we both and if we both like it and if you want to be in our gang then you have to like it <laughs> i'm afraid um in the chats that we've had, moving on from 1914 to alternate reality, 1914, mm-hmm. 1920s, you have been playing Scythe and I have been playing Scythe. Now, me and Colin are going to be talking about Scythe in a couple of episodes' time, but mm-hmm. very, very quickly, in as few as words as possible, what do you think of Scythe so far, the ones that you've played? Scythe so far? I've, I've played it twice. Um, I, I think that it is a, uh, I think it's a very good game. Mm-hmm. I think it, it's, uh, it is, that's helped a lot by the, by the quality of the components. I mean, the, you know, the components are, as you'd expect from a, from a Kickstarter that raised as much as it did. Yes. Um, the, the, the components are, are second to none. Um, and it's a, it's a very interesting game because it's, it's a hybrid between a, a kind of area control versus uh, engine builder versus resource yeah. management yeah. versus yeah, and so it's a it's a it's a good it's a good euro. I like it. Good, and that's where we're going to leave that there because speaking of Kickstarters, mm. let's just jump <laughs> in there. Um, what made you go from? 
playing to making? Because this is this is an interesting thing. What made you sit down one day and say, "Listen, there's these games going up on Kickstarter. There's Ticket to Ride. There is um, there's a lot of games going going about." I mean, Kickstarter is getting into its own. I mean, there is an entire almost like an industry now based around the Kickstarter phenomenon. So, yeah. Mark, what made you sit down there one day and say, "Do you know what? I could do this." <laughs> Uh, well, making making and playing kind of kind of went hand in hand. We were always modifying games and building our own growing up. And and uh, this is myself and my brothers, uh, my older brother Joe, and my younger brother Will. Mm. Um, and but they always kind of stayed in the family. But we are we are football fans. Uh, we kind of sit right in the middle of the Venn diagram of of board gamers and uh, and sports fans. And to our surprise. Um, that segment is apparently a lot bigger than 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 we thought it was, but we we've been kind of perpetually frustrated by the lack of a of a, a satisfying football board game, um, and and I mean you know there's there's things out there, but but you know some of them some of them take six hours, some of them try to simulate actual matches and get and get and get bogged down in. In some details that perhaps shouldn't be in there, and you know the problem the problem with with sports games and uh, being translated to cardboard is that sports is a complex thing, and if it's if it's in the, if the actual playing of it is is abstracted to the extent that you don't feel like you're playing the game, mm. then you know you might as well be playing anything, and you, and you lose that kind of you lose the uh, the 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 attraction to the sport that you had, and if it's too complex, and you're for these football example, you're planning your tackles, and you are jumping for a header, and you're doing that sort of thing. Then you lose the flow of the game, and you lose the narrative. You get bogged down in things that you shouldn't get bogged down in because you know the footballers when they're actually playing the game, they're not thinking about these things; they're just happening. Yeah. Um, so what made you? I mean, you know, what again? Kind of was it just that kind of frustration that fueled you? You sitting around and saying, you know, actually. We can we can do this. We can we can take it from an idea, and we could potentially kind of take it to market. Well, yeah, it was it was not a case of uh, of we sat down and thought, let's make one and sell it. It was a case of we can't find anything that we want to play, so let's let's make something we want to play. <laughs> okay. And it was it was it was um, I mean it, it was. Probably it was myself and uh, my older brother Joe were kind of sat age must have been twenty two and twenty four at the time Just <laughs> on the floor <laughs> on the floor of the living room yeah you know, sat on the floor of the living room pushing bits of cardboard about as if we were ten uh, you know twelve and fourteen <laughs> you know and it was it, it was about four hours into our first prototype of, of of doing it that we thought this is actually pretty good. We're having a hell of a lot of fun, and and you know the the kind of the I mean the backbone of the game was there was the was the point the the the, the central central mechanic of abstracting the the actual playing of the matches out to um, simulating a, a season um, via a league table uh, rather than playing individual matches that that backbone of the game was there and was engaging enough that we wanted to take it forward um, and. So you know, maybe maybe another another month down the line, we thought this is this is good enough that I think 
other people will probably be in the same position and, and may want to play this. Um, and so we started doing a doing a bit of research and in, in, into how we could do that. I mean, we were always aware of uh, Kickstarter. We were we were users of Kickstarter yeah. uh, already. Um, we knew that that board games were a big thing on Kickstarter. I mean, they raise more money every year than on Kickstarter every year than um, <laughs> well, that's currently that's currently Kingdom Death Monsters currently raising all of the money. Yeah. Yeah, for, that's done it for by itself, hasn't it? Yeah. Everybody think, has currently got. You know. I've got it open in the tab just out of interest sake. I think when I last looked at it, it just cleared 11,500 backers. That's just it's mad. That's Yeah, you know, well done to them. <laughs> well done, but I mean, I don't know. <clears throat> yeah. I'm just yeah. looking at that and thinking, you know, I could buy a lot of sweets for that amount <laughs> of money. I mean, I could potentially just walk into the sweet shop and look at the thing yeah. and say, I'll just have a quarter of everything. <laughs> you know, even the rhubarb and custard, yeah. yes, give me yeah. some of them and give me all of the midget gems. And yeah, yes, no, have... I shall have some of the... I'll take the strawberry bonbons and I'll also have the toffee ones as well because let's get a bit, <laughs> let's get a bit yeah. fruity. Um, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't normally have the shrimps, but, you know, for Christmas' <laughs> sake, let's have ah, those. Come on, let's live a little... <laughs> You know, and you could do that, and you could spend it all on sweets, and yeah. yes, you would end up probably in some probably kind of sugar sugar headache hell. But you know, yeah, I don't I know. know. I'm not sure. I guess I never, I never understood the hype um, before, and I'm certainly not understanding the hype with somebody that goes, "You can get this in 2020." It's like <laughs> I'm, I, I might be dead then. I'm just saying, I'm not that old, but I'm quite old, and the chances of 2020 coming around, <laughs> you know, I might be, I might be a bit dead. Um, but um, yeah, so that kind of, but best of luck. I mean, it's phenomenal. I mean, I can't, you can't yeah. poo-poo somebody who put up after the last campaign, which came under a little bit of stick, I think, for the length of time I think it took them to deliver, and also there was the. Um, there was people that got a bit PC with the way some of the figures were and stuff like that, which I guess mm-hmm. was kind of understandable because there was mm-hmm. a, it did get a bit risky with a capital yeah. R and a lot of E's in it. Um, mm. So yeah, but they've got all the money, so all all power to them. But well, um, they, you know, but they've they've done what I think a lot of game creators should do is, and it's certainly what we did with uh, with the football game is is make make the game that you want to play and you know you can you can tell that's exactly what they've done by yes. the by the quality of their by the quality of their miniatures i mean they are i don't know if you've seen them in yes, person they are just phenomenal yes um and the you know the the pictures on the uh, on the new kickstarter uh, are are such that that it looks like it, you know it's promising to be to be as as good um and so you know they they clearly they've clearly done it the way they want to do it well people are doing Um, it i mean you get i get i don't know about you but i get because you know i get notifications from people on kickstarter saying they've backed the game these persons backed the game this person's packed the game and people aren't afraid of handing over the money so i mean they've Mm -hmm. got faith in the guy and the guy must know what he's doing after he's delivered so we'll kind of you know we'll kind of see see what happens i am intrigued and i don't know if you can answer this question how did you manage to get the name the football game for your board game about football and not have some kind of IP boy tap you gently on the shoulder and say, <laughs> Oi, Mark, 
this is copyrighted to the moon and back, mate. What do you even <laughs> think you're doing? I mean, because well, your Kickstarter was let's your Kickstarter was called. It's like, what are we going to call this game? Well, what game is it? It's the football game. What could we call it? Um, we could call it the football game. Right, let's see if that goes. <laughs> so you did that. <laughs> and as you say, yeah, I mean, the name the name's been a bit of a been a bit of a, a double edged sword. It's it's simple enough that people remember it. Yes. But it's simple enough that if you type it into Google, it probably won't be the first thing that comes up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think I found. I think I put in. I think I put in the football game Kickstarter just to have. Oh yeah, it come up there, and it comes up there. I'm not sure about the football game. Yeah. I think but we, we, as you can imagine, we went through uh, you know, tens and tens of names before before we settled on on uh, the football game. I mean, we we went through <laughs> so imagine. many, and, and none of them none of them fitted. And it, you know, it was. It, did you avoid was, calling it the football game when you first named it because you thought, nah, we did. There's we no did. way. I was, be, let's not I was be against stupid it. Here. We're not going to get that, you know. No, yeah, yeah. So to start with, to start with, I was, I was, um, I didn't want to call it the football game, and and it came down to, um, it came down to what is it? It's a football game. <laughs> well, it's the the difference is that that we think that this is the game that's missing. This is kind of the satisfying player season in ninety minutes. Football game where you are a, you're a, you're a, you know, you're a, a club, and you capture everything that happens on the pitch, as well as everything that happens off the pitch, and so it is about football. It is the football game. So you, so you um, did that. And but so, give me some of the. Did you come up with other names that you came? We up did. With? What, yeah. Give us some of the rejects. <laughs> give us some uh, of the. Some X of the rejects, rejects. were. <laughs> <laughs> some of the rejects were. We're getting back into cliches. Uh, the beautiful game. That was one. The beautiful game. The, the beautiful game. But yeah, nobody, yeah. nobody would have. Maybe people might have got that or not got that. I guess. Yeah. Well, there are. There's a. There's a couple by that name on uh, on Board Game Geek. All right. Um, and a couple of books. And because um, that's a that's a reference to uh, to Pele. Yes. Uh, I think. Um, insert angry comments. If I've got that wrong. <laughs> that's all right. Um, the. The uh, another name is uh, ninety minutes, and you know we thought that that wasn't obviously enough football. No. Um, while it it was fitting because a football match takes ninety minutes, and if you play the football game with four players, it will probably take you ninety minutes. Oh, there you go. It fitted it, it fitted in those senses, but but otherwise it wasn't it wasn't quite there. Um, so it was kind of a the football game was kind of the the working title for a while, and then it and then it stuck, I guess. Um, but but for a while, I mean, there's there's a couple of comments that we get most often. Um, where one of the one of the really really important things about the game is that you don't need to know anything about football to enjoy it, and and I, I absolutely I absolutely mean that. Um, we've we've played it with um, you know aunts, uncles, sisters, grandmas who know absolutely nothing. Um, but the game the game looks at football in a very funny uh, in in, you know, in a very funny sense, um, and the and the mechanics are kind of solid enough that that you don't need to know anything about football to enjoy the game. I mean, there are so many there are so many interesting games out there that that are that are like that. Like uh, baseball highlights is a fantastic game. Oh, I so I need to play that. I've about... heard so many good things about baseball highlights, and it's one of these games I'll look it up, and I'll be like, that. Yeah. I've got to get this." Yeah, and then yeah. I'll forget Same. about it. 
Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I don't own it, but I've, I've played it, and it's a great game. But I don't know the first thing about baseball because mm-hmm. uh, the because the mechanics are great. Um, same with, I mean, you, you know, think about train games. It's, you know, they're not. Are they really about trains? Not really. No, I mean, there's uh, that. But, um, was it Kickstarter? There was Tricks of the Rails, which is kind of just about collecting tricks. I mean, Ticket to yeah. Ride is kind. It's, it's rummy with yeah. train train skins. Yeah, kinda. I mean, it, you know, it's not um, proper proper trains. I mean, um, yeah, but 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 I've always I've always thought about games, and it it you know in in the sense that if, if the mechanics are good enough, the the people will will play the game, and if you like the theme, that is a bonus. Um, and we we found that with uh, with with the football game certainly. Um, I the. The funny thing about it was, it was just kind of luck that it wasn't that, that there, there wasn't one called the football game out there, and it's the same, it's the same thing with uh, the London Board Games Company. I mean, can you believe that wasn't? Taken? I mean, see when you sent me the message and said, right, if you email me at this, if you email <laughs> me at this email address, and I was like, right, okay then, <laughs> okay, so I got emailed some guy at the at London Board Games for the football game. Yeah, that'll be right. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, yeah, you'll be telling yeah. me you like Ticket to Ride next. No. Yeah, um, I just like yeah. I was like, how did you manage? But then I guess it's the whole thing that if you don't ask, you don't get. So you probably went on there exactly. and went, "What we got? Was it kind of like a double whammy? Did you kind of like yeah. do a little high five? Did you went right? Okay, so we've got the board game sorted out. Bum bum. That's the football game, right? Oh, and we can get London board games as well. <laughs> you can have a laugh here. I think when we were, we've got um, we've got LondonBoardGames.com, mm-hmm. but I think uh, we were looking for LondonBoardGames.co.uk, and as is as is the way with uh, with a lot of these names is they get they get they're bought. Uh, yeah, they're bought, and I think we were quoted between five and ten grand for .co.uk, and we were like, nope. Really? <laughs> Happy with .com. You're not allowed to yeah. do that anyway, I don't think. There's some kind of law about sitting on domain names and not kind of, and try to flog them to the highest bidder, but... Uh, I, I thought it was a, I, I don't know about that, I thought it was a, I thought it was a, a just, I thought it was some people's livelihood, little, I thought it was what a, they, kind of their business. I, it was a legitimate exercise. <laughs> yeah. So, how um, how long was it between you... How was it, long was it before you were sitting down? You're saying, right, let's make this a board game. To you actually saying, to actually getting on Kickstarter. How long was the preparation on it? Uh, three and a half years. Um, right. It was a long time. It was a long time simply because um, there are there have been so many football games that have tried and I don't want to say failed. But have have tried and not quite hit the mark in terms of what they were what they were trying to do, um, and that's 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 kind of why we spent so long building and refining and building and refining and you know as is the way with with board game design we added absolutely everything in that we could before scaling it back to its to its its yeah. core elements of what made the game work and what was fun and what was a, a suitable mechanic and what needed tweaked yeah um, and. So it was only in. I mean, it took a bit longer as well because I was working on it on the in the margins of uh, of myself being at, at university up in uh, up in Stirling in Scotland. Ah, um, so not not too far, not too far away. <laughs> not too far away at all. <laughs> yeah, but um, 
Yeah, um, we kind of didn't uh, tell anybody that it existed until about March this year, um, and it was uh, just just one month before the UK Games Expo where we actually revealed it to the public. I mean, when I say we told people about it, we created. A, I'm saying we created a Twitter account and a Facebook page. Yeah. Okay. In March this year. Um, did you wish you'd done that um, sooner? Do you think? Well, yeah, yeah, yes, uh, yes, and no. Um, yes, because designers' diaries are wonderful things. Yes. Um, no, because I think with the amount I had going on uh, in terms of university and and everything else, I don't think I would have uh, been able to keep up to date with uh, with with everything mm, and so mm, i it okay. wouldn't have it wouldn't have been the page that i that i wanted it to be you know it, it would have no, been no no it would completely have been... it's got to be the right time for yourself at the end yeah. of the day as well otherwise it yeah you know it takes you down a different path you can end up getting too yeah. stressed and then you end up with a product that you'll automatically or ultimately rather feel kind of disappointed with mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. earlier would have been better though because you know with kickstarters exposure is is key and the, yes. the 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 longer you're about the more people know about you yes i'm always surprised at getting um we uh, i mean we're not big i mean we're not big fish i mean we're many things but we're also not big fish in the old kind of in this kind of the board gaming community i mean i know that we we um i mean you and me kind of think first kind of spoke because of the uk kind of kickstarter page on facebook but mm-hmm. i mean we even now get kind of emails from kind of slightly strange places that are in the middle of a Kickstarter campaign that are begging for us to kind of make kind of mentions to them. Um, And you're kind of like, "Mm, isn't that about kind of, (laughs) if you're doing it while you're campaigning, aren't you kind of like a bit, aren't you kind of like (laughs) a bit, a bit late? But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. all the I mean, the guys that we've done. I mean, um, <clears throat> I mean, speaking of one of our own that's had really, really phenomenal success. You know, Kevin Young at Inspiring Games. Oh I yeah, Legends Untold. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, his is becoming. Um, I mean, waking up in his house at the moment must be like Christmas Day. I mean, waking <laughs> up and just realizing. I guess the other thing is like having to write another update every day as well. You're just like, guys, can we just not have one day where I've got that, to that think about a stretch goal for today? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, gonna yeah. just go, guys, I've run out of stuff. <laughs> just go, <laughs> leave me alone. Go on. I don't want any more of your money. Go and do that Kingdom uh, Death monster. They want money. <laughs> they try to go for twenty million. Give them Man, your money they are, yeah. No, they, they. I don't. I. To be honest, I reckon. I reckon they're easily going to beat the um. Uh, the the Kickstarter record. I mean that you know they've been running what two days? Yeah, something three like days, that. something, something yeah. like that. And they're they're you know. Yeah. X but, um, million already. I mean, Kevin at Legends Untold. He's done. I mean, he's at sixty-seven thousand. Yeah, no, he's done phenomenally That's well. Just... He really has. But it's it's such a fantastic, unusual yeah. tagline and concept. You know, an RPG you know, as deep as an RPG and uh, fast as a card game. Fast as a card game. You know, and that's talked... that's something that people want. <laughs> I think we talked and we talked probably about seventy five percent of that podcast was us just talking back and forward. Yeah. And I think we left like twenty percent to actually talking about the game, and then five percent <laughs> was just like saying goodbye, to everybody. And that was yeah. about it. But I mean, he's done kind of well. But he, I mean, he's been doing this. Um, he's been again one of these guys that seems to 
kind of created a lot of noise and done kind of been very very successful about it. Um, but move, I mean, moving aside back to yourselves on the design side of things, I mean, how quickly did you? I mean, you've got the idea and you've got it into kind of like pieces of paper and stuff like that. How? I mean, in terms of things like putting a designer together, getting somebody helping you with the design side of things, was that a difficult, you know, how easy was it to find the kind of the right look in the feel? Because there's a big difference between getting the mechanics and getting the kind of the look and the feel down of the game. Well, um, coming, coming back to the, uh, coming back to the, to the, to the pieces of, of feedback. Hmm. That, that we get kind of the the main the main thing about the feel of the game is that is that yes it's about football but no you don't have to know anything the the and because it's a because it's a, an engaging colorful funny game we always wanted it to be a very kind of family game and so the the visuals had to match that the visuals had to be oftentimes funny and they had to be colorful and and we thought we could play about a bit with kind of um, as, as a nod to Perhaps uh, the footballing comics of the of the seventies, sixties, seventies, and eighties. You know, Roy the Rovers and match. Cannibal Craig, and yeah, match. You know, Raven on the wing, you know, that sort of thing. Um, we we kind of drew them with the slightly caricatured, slightly bobblehead style. Yeah, and and a lot of people, a lot of people um, of uh, of uh, who, who grew up with those with those comics and cartoons, you know, actively comment on that to. So they, they they kind of really they really appreciate the artwork. It it reminds them, or it, it gives them a sort of nostalgic euphoria, and and often they don't know why. Uh, <laughs> which I know, is interesting. I'm trying, I mean, I'm people, trying to remember as a young up. lad because my brother used to. I mean, he's my brother's like a mad, not mad. That's not that's been awful. He's not. He was a big Man City fan before they actually got. Ah, um, uh, yeah, Jimmy of City is what another one. Yeah, yeah. And he remember, he had a row of these. He had a row of all the kind of the Man City players, I think, on his on his desk or on his shelf in his house. And it was the bobblehead ones. So when mm-hmm. I did look at the game, the first thing I thought was, "Oh, this is kind of cool. They've got the mm-hmm. uh, the little bobblehead guys," um, <laughs> which was kind of smart. Yeah. Um, I mean, did it take a lot of work to get the ideas from your head into an actual end design? Well, we we have we have uh, eighty footballer eighty one footballer characters that we've settled on. Yes, um, you could imagine. I mean, the the names are the kind of name convention is is, is well, rather than being real players, the footballers are, are kind of the the personalities or the, the the kind of notable personalities and uh, and people that you'd, you'd find in the world of football. Yes. So so you know to, to name a few, you have the uh, Bob the, the Borough. The, yeah, Bob <laughs> of the Borough. The you know the the wing wizard, the apathetic attacker, the soaring striker, the, the resolute rearguard, the, the fox in the box. Wing back, the so so yeah, it's all cool. so we had we had we had an absolute blast. Um, Coming up with these names, and some of them were, you know, <laughs> once once you take out the ones that are too rude, yes, and you and you cut down cut down the others. And you have um, to watch out for libels and lawsuits, can it? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, you know, that's that's why none of them are none of them are, are real are real 
you know, while while we looked for kind of inspiration in the in the names of like personalities, we absolutely didn't didn't yeah, like that. we absolutely didn't draw the players because that would have been suicide. No, I know, <laughs> I know. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, but the um, the the getting getting the ideas down was was uh, I mean it, it it was one of these projects that that you know you, you wanted to jump out of bed and do because it was exciting because it developed so much day to day and because it was different and hadn't really been done in in the in the way that we were doing it um the the i think i, I started talking about it earlier but i trailed off that the two main pieces of feedback we get are um probably probably the one we get most is when when people sit down to play the game or see the game they go oh football and, you know sports games don't work you know, I don't like football. Not going to yeah, try this. Yeah, unless not it's like a, this. Unless it's an then, orc, you know, beating well, up an yeah. elf or something like that. Playing yeah. football, you know. <laughs> but yeah, so so people people you know, often often not into, who aren't into football often sit down and and are skeptical. But when you know, once they play the game, the I'm really pleased to say our most common bit of feedback is I don't like football, but I really enjoyed that. That was a lot of fun. And the second most common bit of football. The second most common bit of feedback coming to the name is probably, um, "Thank fuck you haven't called it soccer." (laughs) (laughs) Because they're you know they're all out there, aren't they? You've got you've got soccer city, time of soccer, soccer this, soccer that, super soccer. Oh, there there are so many other other games that that have named named the game soccer in in some sort of. And you know, pandering to, I suppose, to in, in fear of a, an American market who wouldn't get it. Yeah, um, just in case, because we want to sell like a yeah. football game um, to as many people yeah. as possible, and the best but way you know to what? do that is yeah. to make it in abroad. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? We we asked our American friends. We said, we said, football, soccer in brackets, game, out of out of Europe, hmm. called the football game. What do you think? And the response, the the, you know the, the um, the universal response was, well, clearly it's a, it's it's a football game. Yeah. You know, clearly 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 it's it's football. It, clearly it's soccer and not American football. Like you know, like I can see that. I know that without without seeing it. If I know it out of Europe, it's not going to be American football. Yeah. Besides, some of them said a lot of the population here love football and refer to it as football. So. <laughs> there you go. Problem solved. No, Unless no problem as far as they were there concerned. They said, they said, don't be stupid. Call it football. Don't call it soccer. Yeah. Well, I did so, notice uh, that you've got the das foosball spiel. Yeah, that and was the first thing I the... thought, obviously, of was of uh, was water boy with Adam Sandler. You'd be playing that foosball, Bobby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, why, that's the first thing that tripped into my head, and then I, bit, I thought I better put this away and not mention yeah. it on the show. But I have. Yeah. And you know, in many ways, I'm I'm proud of it. Um, so the game the game went up. There mm-hmm. was a bit of there was a you know a good buzz about it. You mm-hmm. were really really quite active on you know you were active on Twitter. You managed to get um, I think a bit of interest from uh, it seems like Match magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Match magazine. We had a competition running in Match. Um, yeah. Where uh, where. Uh, they 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 run competitions for for you know their readership is kind of uh, sixteen and under and uh, we had a competition running for for one of their readers to to win their face in the game as a 
as a footballer we had some 5,000 entries for that and match you know has a readership of about 90,000 so that was that was a, a big That's thing for good. us was was getting in there um, of course you know being being uh, a magazine aimed at kids we we could not explicitly say that it was a say that it was a, a, a Kickstarter uh, or that we were asking for money it was in, in match it was it was simply be in a football game you know email email match here to, to enter rather than this is on Kickstarter but we were hoping that you know maybe some of them would uh, would uh, Google the game and find out afterwards yeah well I mean um, let's face we, it I mean oh sorry you were gonna say I say yeah we we created a, a buzz I mean the the kind of the marketing for it was, I suppose, really unusual in a in a in a board gaming sense. Um, in that, we we got we got reviews done as as everyone does, you know. From uh, we got the uh, board game brawl to do one, um, uh, board game hour, the podcast, um, the undead Viking to do one, and uh, board gaming at home. To do on we you know we did we did the normal review thing but but we realized after the UK Games Expo that that we weren't necessarily looking to sell two board gamers exclusively you know the no. the we had so many people turning up the UK Games Expo did did really well doubling its its attendance from uh, from last year and and a lot of people that turned up said yeah I, I turned up to uh, I turned up to just to see what it was about I'm not into board games but then I saw this one and it's about football and I'm into football so we had we had loads of people come across who turned into backers thankfully who who played the game had never played board games before absolutely loved it and, and you know gave it that initial try because it was about football and so our marketing was largely um uh outside of the normal board game sphere i mean we 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 put uh, articles in fanzines football fanzines up and down the country so match day programs yeah. and um, like forums and places like that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it was, it, you know, the marketing was a was a a bit unusual, but it was it was. Uh, well, it was effective, it certainly worked. wasn't it? Yeah, it was, certainly worked. We did well. We did you well. Did, yeah, we yeah. also we also turned a couple of big heads. We got um, we got a um, uh, Jeff Shreves. Oh yeah, Jeff Shreves of of Sky Sports to oh. um to uh, he tweeted about us and. Uh, we tweeted at and then had a conversation with uh, with Miles Jacobson, who um, who's the studio director of uh, Sports Interactive, who make uh, Football Manager. Oh yeah, cool. Okay. So yeah, and he and so he so after after we tweeted to him, he retweeted our thing and uh, and uh, you know if anyone can sell a game about football, it's him. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So you romp yeah. you romp home. I mean, you set your goal about fifteen k. Mm-hmm. You hit you hit about another fifty percent. On top of that, you ended up just yeah. over twenty one. Yeah, hundred and hundred and forty one. How uh, I mean, was there big? I mean, was there big celebrations? Because this is what you this is what you know you'll hear when it gets to the end of you know other campaigns that we've talked about. Everybody's like, "Can it? Yeah, you got funded. Now the fun begins." When you get funded, <laughs> are you like, "Yeah, well." This is fine. I mean, we're going to get the money through, but we've got to, we've got to kind of make the things. I mean, <laughs> when you're sitting there and the money and you're you're breaking. First of all, you broke. You know, you break the kind of the funded target, so you're going to get funded. Do you start? Is that where you start planning? 
we're going to need manufacturing or do you already, you know, are you just a case of case pressing the go button? Have you already had the conversations with the manufacturers? I'm guessing you've uh, had all, to. Yeah, all, all that, all that is, is, uh, is done before. Um, absolutely all of that is, 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 or at least should be, mm. uh, done before largely. I mean, you get, you get a lot of, a lot of Kickstarters, um, whose, whose, uh, delivery date varies wildly depending on, on what stage they're at. We were in the unique position that, that we had done, uh, all of our artwork. Yeah. Um, because we needed the game to be playable to to have people who weren't into board games be interested in it, because um, you know, yeah, yeah, and we and we uh, had you know spoken to manufacturers and distributors and retailers beforehand, and we had been um, organising all of that stuff beforehand, and and as you know. I'll say to anyone listening, thinking of thinking of uh, um, launching their Kickstarter or, or or who's soon to launch their Kickstarter, is however much you've prepared, prepare a bit more because things things come up. <laughs> <laughs> like set set what you think, um, set what you think um, you 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 can set set the time you think you can deliver it in, and then add maybe three months onto that. Yeah, and we. You know, I I read I read uh, everything that Jamie Stegmaier has uh, ever written, and and James Mather as well, and you know, so the Bible, the Bible according to the Kickstarter Bible according to Stegmaier, yeah. which is which is where everybody directs you if you if you ask questions, um, and so I, I I knew to do that, <laughs> but even even so, there's a there's a lot that comes up that you just don't expect, so it wasn't it hasn't so far. We're currently in the post campaign sort out. Yeah, and and it hasn't been so much a case of okay, press the button uh, as I as I thought it would be. No. Um, and certainly, certainly, <laughs> it wasn't immediate celebrations either when we hit our funding goal because I I uh, waited until we were about maybe two three hundred pounds over the funding goal before I started celebrating <laughs> because just I didn't case. just we had yeah just just in case somebody thought they were they were gonna be really funny and cancelled their pledge. Oh, and I, I mean, I'd, no, I mean I'd, I'd, I'd released a yeah. no it does, it does. And I am not saying they'd do it to be funny, but I'm saying that if <laughs> if I post an update saying we've hit our goal and somebody looks and in between me posting that and 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 somebody looking if somebody's cancelled their pledge and we haven't hit there then I'm gonna look like a tit. <laughs> yeah, there's not. I guess there's not. Unless you get guess, we're, we're almost at our goal. Will we kind of hit it? Maybe? Question mark. Yes, yes, we did. Yeah. I yeah. mean, with I mean, you're talking about the kind of the artwork and preparation of the artwork is kind of interesting. Do you think that sometimes, um, maybe hitting the target just over and not getting too many stretch goals is maybe a better result than? funding for hundreds and hundreds of thousands of pounds because it seems that every game that seems to well not you know every game that suffers from massive delays hello conan i'm looking at you <laughs> seems to be off the back of a very very successful campaign where yeah. what happened was that they kind of they got funded and then they got funded some more and then they've yeah. put together or they've probably prepared and put out some stretch goals but mm-hmm. then maybe not realise that we then have to get the art. I mean, you mentioned you were lucky you had all the artwork done. Mm-hmm. Is that a danger that if you become very, very successful campaign, it can really, really skew out the kind of when you're going to get the end product? 
It it can, yeah, but it it depends. I mean, there's there's only so much you can plan for, and and the guys, for example, I don't know if you've seen the campaign. The guys who made the what's it called, the fidget cube? Yes. Um, I I I am certain they did not expect to to rake in the millions that they have for their no. fidget cube. <laughs> but so so the you know there's I. I they they've kind of been almost radio silent after it happened because what what can you do when 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 you thought you were going to have you know three thousand orders and suddenly you've got two million? We're um, going to add an extra face to the cube. It's yeah. going to be a seven-faced cube um, somehow. Yeah, we'll come back um, to you. <laughs> we're going to invent time travel there's going to be an extra button just press yeah. it as many times as you want and you travel back in like days, years and months that's what we're doing yeah <laughs> well, you, you're, kind of, you're kind of hitting it where it should be it, it, depends, on, it depends on what you promise if, if you get to a point where you the, the danger is that, that you promise things you didn't want to promise that you feel like you should keep adding because you have extra money and then it becomes something that you never intended it to be I know. then then not only not only do you have the extra work of, of having to uh, fulfill those extra promises you've, you've also have to kind of wake up and work on something that you didn't that you didn't necessarily want it to become. I mean, you upgrade um, the box, you upgrade the car stock. Yeah. You consider getting kind of proper plastic miniatures. You consider upgrading that, you mm-hmm. know, normal mm-hmm. cardboard box to an even thicker cardboard box. <laughs> and it's clear in some places they just don't know, you know, kind of um, where to go afterwards. Yeah. But I mean, you look like I mean, you've kind of you've sat comfortably above the above the funding level. So you've got the money. The money's been transferred across. Um, I mean, how 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 interesting have the last couple of months been for you in terms of the production side of things? I mean, are things are things on on schedule on track, or have you found some kind of unknown issues that you you didn't think were going to arise, or didn't plan for, or couldn't have known um, now that you've started on the production of it? Well, it's it's interesting the kind of the the couldn't have known part because. Kickstarter is one of the most you know like yourself I'm a member of of a load of the the, the Kickstarter Facebook groups um, and board game Facebook groups and and one of the most common questions that's that's asked and probably the simplest question is what happens when I hit launch because <laughs> yes, as as, <laughs> as as extensive I suppose as, as Kickstarter's FAQ is, it, it it doesn't do a very good job of reassuring you. <laughs> it's kind of it it it's almost like you you press here to to enter the abyss, and it it, it presents you with screens that you've never ever seen before and options that you've never ever seen before, and you have to learn on the fly what they are, yeah. and then and then things that you've read make more sense, and some things make even less sense. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, the last few months have been have been super super interesting in terms of actual uh, game design and 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 especially on the manufacturing side actually because when you start costing things and looking at uh, looking at, at how things are produced and why they're produced in a certain way, you start to appreciate more where games perhaps have gone the extra mile or or have added 
the extra 20 pence per box for for this or that or this extra cardstock and i find myself completely geeking out i've 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 opened up a couple of games that, that i you know and looked at the components that i had never considered doing doing before but opening up the games specifically to look at the components to see what they've done and and just appreciate them for for the decisions that have been made in in making <laughs> yeah. them things like cardstock thickness it sounds really sad but now when I start a game, the first thing I do is look at the size of the card. You know, is it is it black or how thick is it? It's almost um, like that business card scene in finish. American Psycho kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he's going, he's like, it's egg, uh, it's eggshelled <laughs> off white um, with a 500 milligram <laughs> thickness. <sighs> Oh, this is this is oh, this is. I'm I'm getting like flashbacks now. To, <laughs> I cause, almost, cause I, almost feel I can I can hear myself. Yeah, I can hear myself. <laughs> I do. I feel ashamed. You can't you can't help it though, because I I feel a little bit kind of I feel good about it because I appreciate the work that the the kind of invisible work that the designers put yeah. in and the decisions they made that that, that you <clears> might not see. And even if I don't write to them and say. Thanks for the extra five milligrams of thickness um, and, the, <laughs> and the linen quick, finish. I I appreciate it, it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I appreciate it, um, and I I I'm actually probably more likely to buy their games in the future, um, where where I find little little things like that. One one game one game recently. I mean, we talked about Ticket to Ride, but that's not that you know it's not. Ticket to Ride has been kind of a family thing. It's not. It's not yeah. really my my kind of game. And and so I, my favorite my favorite sort of game is is a is a game that's about that's about kind of workflow. And and I have a background in uh, database building and and product development and uh, and sort of data management. Um, and so my my favorite sort of game is is a game that has a a, a great workflow. I mean, like. Um, Dominant species. Uh, that's a that's a fantastic game for for kind of the logical processing of of what happens before what and when you should do what. Yeah, I mean scythes um, like that as well because it scythes like, like that as well. Um, yeah. Have you ever played Forge War? I haven't. No. Have a look at that. That's very kind of like a series of mini games that allow you to build up to an end based on resource management. We spoke about it. Um, yeah. A good couple of episodes ago now. Um, but uh-huh. yeah, that's very kind of resource management um, yeah. based, working towards a kind of a, a kind of a common goal. In terms of like, see when you get a stretch goal, and you're mm-hmm. calculating the stretch goal, do you? I mean, people say, okay, if we reach this, we're going to get X amount. I take it you've got to balance up the number of extra backers you get based against the actual cost of the game itself. Mm-hmm. Um, it never sounds to me that people that people who are kind of doing lots and lots of stretch goals are making lots of money off the back of a Kickstarter campaign. You know, it never sounds... You never get the impression... You get the impression it's like um, there's a there's a joke in a Terry Pratchett book called Masquerade, and bear with mm-hmm. me on this, and the guy says, you know... <laughs> Well, I'm counting it up, and he says, "And what we're we going to do with all this extra money?" And he says, "Well, we just put it into the back into the opera." <laughs> and he says, "But, but that doesn't work. What about profit? Profit? No, no, no." He says, "What happens is the people come in, they pay for tickets, they give us money, and the money goes into making more opera." He 
He says, what about the rest of the money? Oh, that's opera as well, and anything else. It sounds to me like, you know, there's not, there doesn't seem to be a lot of people that are sitting there when they hit, like, maybe double their double their funding targets, sitting there going, whoa, this is us in the money now, kind of thing. No, no. <laughs> well, yeah, like, it's it's absolutely right, kind of the... the 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 Terry Pratchett opera piece is is quite fitting, I suppose, in that the the way it, the way it works generally is if you properly cost your stretch goals with your with your manufacturer, and if 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 you don't, that's where a lot of delays happen. Yes, um, um, and and where a lot of Kickstarters don't deliver is if they completely overpromise and then find out actually how much that costs. Yeah, but the the it is it is a case of. When you hit your stretch goal, the the conventional wisdom with Kickstarter is to set your stretch goal at your minimum um, production run, like the minimum cost that it that it, your minimum cost to to make your minimum run of the game. Yes. Um, and so, of course, as as the number of games, as as your uh, campaign total rises, um, you're getting economies of scale because uh, of course, with every game produced, every game becomes cheaper. Um, yes. And so you're balancing stepping up those um, manufacturing runs from, from perhaps 1,000 to 1,500 to 2,000, um, and you're giving it usually a little bit of a lead up to a stretch goal because, say, when when we hit 20,000, for example, we, um, we added the... Um, we upgraded the money away from which you know a lot of people rejoiced at, including ourselves. We away from away from paper money to uh, kind of thick. It was thick, wads of cash, yeah, wasn't it? Look at yeah, our exactly. Wards. Look at our wards. Wards. I mean, you know, what's <laughs> super on theme? Super <laughs> super on theme. Yeah, super on theme for a football please. game. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what's this? What's it's this? my money. It's, it's, what's this? It's, why you got six grand in cash sitting in your car? Because I can. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said. Because I can. <laughs> the guy just looked at me and goes, "Sort your hair out, mate." Um, but yeah, I can imagine because it becomes less of a question of board gaming and making board games, and then yeah. you're, you're entering into manufacturing and logistics. Exactly. And I have seen, you know, you, you do hear about the people that they kind of they do really really well, and and then they, they can kind of become a bit unstuck. Because what you forget is if you sell, if you have 1,500 backers, then that's 1,500 parcels you've got to send out with mm-hmm. an extra weight that might cost extra postage. And then, oh, yeah. have we spoken to the logistics? We've spoken to the manufacturer and we've sorted them out for 1,500 copies, which we are going to now get roughly the cost price plus, you know, £2.50 or whatever plus all the upgrades. Mm-hmm. But now we've got to spend X amount of money getting that post out because if we go over like a a box, I mean I work in, I know a little bit about postage logistics because I'm sad mm-hmm. and it's my part of my job. But you're moving up from having like a small packet to a large package and stuff like that as well. Yeah. I mean, um, I took, a, I got the um, the others seven sins um, sent to me, and the thing came in a two and a half foot high box. Wow. And it Two was and a half foot. <laughs> it was roughly. I was just because I got this thing delivered in. I was like, I yeah. don't remember buying a car seat. <laughs> 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 and it kind of opened up and went, oh okay. 
and it was just <laughs> full to the gunnels. But, how, um, how good is how good is that feeling though? Well, when you, when you, off, you, like, you don't know what it is, and you're like, oh yes, this the is the day. Things. Here it comes. <laughs> I can't imagine what that was like when uh, when Conan delivered. <laughs> I think what happened was there was a lot two of two years. Yeah, no, but was there not like a lot of like people opening up camera app on their phone, opening up yeah. the car, <laughs> opening up the box and taking pictures, and then yeah. stick it on the the board games for sale page on Facebook yeah. because that thing has been inundated with folks saying Conan pledge two hundred quid, want rid of it. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. No, they waited too long. Don't it's want to play it anymore. Like so much kind of. Um, so much kind of buyer's regret, and well, it's the same. Oh, it's not. It's, well, it's not the same with with Kingdom Death Monster. But now that now that we have uh, one point five coming out, I've seen a lot of people with the original who who went for the original kind of thousand dollar pledges, um, sticking their original pledge for sale. I've seen you know, that. Trying to trying to turn it over. Yeah, we've probably seen um, it on the same page. It's been like the one that the yeah. guy that's like. But it was interesting because I think the guy started off and saying. It's nine. It's nine hundred and fifty or something to collect, and then it was like a thousand and fifty to post it because of the way mm-hmm. I'll be posting it to people. Mm-hmm. And then I've seen it recently, and it's gone down originally to but it's now eight hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, I reckon I could get them down to about fifteen quid if you just leave, <laughs> it, leave it a month or two. I'll tell you what, I'll do fourteen cash. He'll <laughs> be biting. He'll be biting. He'll be biting my arm off. But um, <laughs> fourteen cash a curly whirly in the mail. <laughs> exactly. Well, no, I don't know. Curly whirlies are more than a pound now. I know. Don't 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 yeah. Don't well, not, um, don't, don't offer them a Freddo. Anyway, get, get. <laughs> They're not even ten pence. I know. I know. It's like, I've I seen remember them. that. It's like ten. I'm sure I've seen them thirty p recently. I was just you know, like, yeah, I penny sweets are not penny sweets. I, listen, when I grew up, you got half penny sweets. Oh, there you go. You used to be able to go in and you used to have a tray and it's like, which ones are these? It used to be a penny and a half penny. Not nowadays yeah. when you go in, it's like, how much for the drumstick, mate? 52 quid. Are you <laughs> actually having a laugh? And it's not even one of the nice ones. It's one of the bubblegum flavour ones. So just, you can just <laughs> get out with it. Um, so with, the, as I say, with the fun, with you, you now kind of working in the manufacturing side of things and turning mm-hmm. into logistics manager and manufacturing guy mm. yeah you can you can kind of suffix my name with all sorts of <laughs> it must look yeah. fantastic on your cv if you're going for a job kind of thing what oh, do you yeah. deal with manufacturing well, i just i'm just gonna hope i just gonna hope they don't um they don't ask because oh, i see you've been a logistics manager and what job was that at oh i was you know <laughs> juicing my board game um <laughs> and i see you've run a marketing campaign what job was that at? Well, that was at my board game yeah but just look for like you know if they're um just look for the pictures around the walls and if they've got any football yeah. ones you can just go it was for my board game my football <laughs> board game and just bring it out and go ah and just let them go yeah you're hired mate come on <laughs> You're sorted out. Let's do it. Let's do it. Unfortunately, the game is the game's uh, right at the two kilogram limit, and so I know I know a number of, a number of designers. Funnily enough, for the for the smaller game, for, for sorry for smaller games, carry a copy around with them. I don't think I'll be able to do that and just kind of whap it out. When I want. <laughs> You'll end up chucking at them actually, smacking them in the head. There yeah. you go. Hey, here you go. It's but that's my board game, yeah, my that, football. Vroom, clunk. Yeah. Yeah, bang. That's one of the things. That's one of the things about about uh, about it actually is is the weight of it has been a, a real kind of point of point of contention in the in that um, shipping 
over two kilograms were worldwide becomes a nightmare. Uh, whereas under two is is you know, pretty relatively easy, um, and so we had to be we had to be really careful because the other the other thing that a lot of people didn't realize about the game was that was that it is a really 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 large game. I mean, it's got it's got over three hundred cards, uh, four four game boards that are a four a three size, yeah, uh, five if you include the A four league table board. Um, you know, custom dice, custom meeples. It's you know, it's got a fifty yeah, uh, odd tokens. It's it's a heavy, heavy game, um, and it kind of it kind of it was kind of a, a, a mini point of panic when I when I when I was preparing the Kickstarter, and I and I realised actually how heavy it was because I. I I know the I know the scale of the problem when when the weight gets out of control, and it's you know I didn't I didn't want that that unwanted um, angry letter from the post office saying you promised you promised this much <laughs> you promised this and you've you've constantly over delivered. Yeah. Uh, you need board games that go on a diet. That's what you need. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, are have you do you I mean are you at the point now where how far away until you get like a a fresh mint manufactured copy sitting on your door? Um, we are at the point where uh, we are just finalising files to send them away send them away to the manufacturer. Okay. Um, we have had more to do uh, on another side of things um, than than we thought we would have to do. Yeah. Um, and uh, and uh, a couple of things have have come up, which have which have kind of um, not not put us off schedule, but certainly mixed the schedule around. So so we're doing some things before we thought we would be doing them, uh, and doing things that we thought we were doing first later. Um, and so we are, I suppose we will we will pretty soon get a get a, a mint manufactured copy to the door. Probably in a in about a, uh, I imagine in about a month's time, which would be which would be amazing. Um, and it, yeah, it's oh, it's exhilarating uh, actually getting a getting a copy of, of your own game. And we we first did it for the for the UK Games Expo. I'm sure I'm sure we um, I'm sure I've told you uh, yeah. when we chatted before that we only booked into because we waited so long to uh, to make sure the game was right before we released it to the to the public eye. We booked into the UK Games Expo about a month to the day before the UK Games Expo was on. Yeah, you did. Yeah. We, yeah, we were one of the we were one of the last to book in simply because we could not be sure until then that we would have our games. Yeah, and you know, yeah, um, we'd booked we'd booked a we'd booked a, a fair amount of space so that we could demo all, all weekend, and we received the games with two days to go. So they were about, <laughs> and they came by squeaky next bum day. Time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They came. They came by uh, next day DHL, so they were they were three days off the print before oh people goodness. were before people were playing them, um, which was which was just mad. That's phenomenal. Um, yeah, uh, and it's it was you know it's just it was amazing opening them up first time, but um, you can't help but see things that you want to change immediately. Uh, of course, when you, you when do. you, you get in the your, prototype, because it's your it's your baby. Exactly. And, and we, yeah. You know, we, exactly. You know you love it, and therefore you you will find uh, you'll probably find fault in it, or you'll probably dislike mm-hmm. bits kind of straight away. Mm-hmm. I mean, going forward, is 
are there other kind of games going to be coming out? I mean, you have to, haven't you? I mean, it's a London board game company. <laughs> I, mean... <laughs> I know we can't we can't get that name and then sit and watch it. Rot. I know. We got <laughs> But yeah, cert- certainly, certainly the intention of the success of this, um, certainly the intention is to um, continue producing board games. And and as as you'll know from speaking to a number of designers before myself, you'll you'll you know I'm. I don't claim to be any sort of seasoned designer. I am a I am a, a first first time designer along with my elder brother and and dad who who helped me make the game. Um, the we all have five or six projects on the go at any one time, um, and it's 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 interesting talking to people because I was talking to uh, Peter Peter Blenkarn who, who oh you, yeah you, yeah who you had on recently. He's, yeah, he's uh, going to be. Yeah, um, yeah he's going to be. Um, he's, I think he's going to be released. Oh, that's not. That doesn't Ooh, mean. That's any... right. We we can cut that. <laughs> no, no, no. He's going to be. Um, yeah, he's going to be. Um, he's going to be out over the next couple of weeks because it's coming up to Christmas. So I don't want to yeah. be recording every week. So we're going to have a little. Oh yeah. A little um, kind of flourish of people that I have done in advance, and Peter oh, stuff. will yeah. be speaking to Peter. So. Well, I was I, yeah, I was speaking to Peter, and he was saying he was talking about the game, the the projects he has on the go as well, and he was saying, um, he was saying that that when you're when you're making games, um, everybody kind of has one really big project that they that they really want to do, but but you have to be really careful about what is your next game because if if you go for the really big one straight off. It will, you know, you'll have creators curse. It will probably not be the game that it could be, or it, you know, it in trying to perfect it, it may never happen. Um, so the big game might, you know, might not be the best one to produce at the time. Mm. And certainly, a lot of games that 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 you get and and you're enthusiastic about and the and that that you love and want to produce, other people just don't get. Or the or the market for it isn't there. Yeah. Um, not yeah. that that means you shouldn't make it, or or that you should make games with a view to sell them. Um, that's that's to say that that regardless of how good you think it is, it it, it might not be that good. Well, I mean, yeah, um, I mean that's it. I mean, for everyone that I've seen, which has done phenomenally well, there are a couple that you feel sad for that they struggle along and they end up missing that kind of that final that final kind of target. And mm-hmm. it's a question of them regrouping and kind of um, kind of starting again. But I guess to um, just to say to you, if you haven't put something out there by this time next year, I will be having words, Mark, because <laughs> uh, the the football game was certainly kind of uh, lit a bushel under a couple of people. There's a lot of interest. It's brilliant to hear. It's kind of um, it's kind of coming along and that you'll probably mm-hmm. get your hands on a, like a lovely shiny copy in time for Christmas um, <laughs> in time for Christmas next yeah yeah I'll get, I'll get a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah. get one yeah but, uh, everyone else well you get you'll get your Kickstarter updates on a regular yeah. basis so you know yeah. there's, you've got no reason for concern um, mm-hmm. going forward though if people want to um if people listen tonight want to kind of keep an eye on yourself, what's the best way to kind of uh, stay in touch? 
Um, are you on the Twitters and everything like that? Yeah, yeah, on on the Twitter, uh, but the the handle isn't exactly an easy one. Um, so perhaps in in the link would be best. Yes, okay. <laughs> for that if we if we're doing that. Yeah. Um, you could uh, if Facebook is a Facebook is a good one. We're we're pretty active on Facebook, and we it, it's a it's a freer space to store images than than Twitter is. Yes, um, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So the Facebook is uh, simply the London Board Games Co. Cool. Uh, if you if you search for that, you'll be able to find us on there. Uh, we'll, we'll, put a link our, our in, we'll put a link in the show notes as well. Um, yeah. Anywhere else? Can we get you um, any other social spaces? Uh, our it? our website uh, LondonBoardGames.com. There you uh, go. We have we have that up. Um, but Twitter Twitter is a lot of fun as well. It's much you know it's it's easier to update than than Facebook is because it's uh, I mean, you know, people describe Twitter as a, a lot of people talking to themselves in a room, and I suppose that's that's what it is in a nice way because you can you can just you know get out the phone and and tweet something and feel like you're not performing it. for an audience. Yeah, like I, yeah. it feels like you have to write a Facebook post, whereas you just you just tweet. I know. Um, I should sometimes we should be stopped so, uh, from tweeting on our account because the nonsense <laughs> that we come out with. Um, I mean, if you want to, f- I mean. Obviously, if people want to keep an eye on what we're doing here, um, we are on Twitter as well. You can find us. We are not wizards. We're on Instagram, and we are not wizards. You can find us on Facebook, and we are not wizards. Um, we're on things like Acast and Stitcher. We're also on iTunes as well. And if you have enjoyed what you've heard tonight, and I don't see why not, because Mark has been a fantastically interesting guest. Um, you know, obviously, if you want to give us a review, that'd be fantastic. If you want to subscribe, that would be even better. If you do want to give us a review, um, don't give us a 10, because that'll make us feel big-headed. And uh, don't give us a 0, because that'll make us cry. Maybe sit in the middle and give us just a little, maybe 5 stars. That'll be the kind of the best way forward, and that'll keep us happy. Um, Mark, thank you so, so much for um, for coming on. Um, You're very welcome. It's been a it's been a pleasure. I'll I'll keep you updated in uh, in uh, things that we're making. Oh, yeah. I know I know we've actually I know we've brought a lot of people in into uh, into board games with this, and that's that's kind of hopefully that'll that'll happen going forward. So I know a lot of people's first point of entry into board games will be the London Board Games Company because they will have been attracted by football and hopefully explore past that. So fantastic. Yeah. And is there anyone else you would like to give a quick shout out to? Yeah, uh, yeah, there is um, Stu Stuart Garside of um, District Thirty One. He recently did uh, Ember from the Ashes, which is uh, just—it's probably one of the, in terms of artwork, it's probably just one of the most gorgeous games I've ever seen. It's it's uh, you know simple, clean cards, which are, which are so colourful and, and and great to look at. I I I, I backed his uh, his recent Kickstarter. Um, uh, to well, simply to give to give a copy to my girlfriend and play the game, of course. <laughs> um, uh, Lewis Shaw. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's uh, he's an awesome guy. Same with uh, with Peter Blenkarn. Uh, awesome people. Um, I uh, I'm sure there are others. I'd love to give a shout out to. But well, I think everybody they probably my mind. The people, I apologize. The people kicking about the Kickstarter community. I think. Oh yeah, oh Paul Spencer as well. Paul Spencer go. of uh, yeah, Paul Spencer of uh, of 
well, he's just launched nothing to declare. It's appalling games, which uh, oh yeah, okay. Got, which yeah. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the name because he's he's Paul. Well, course. if there's any links <laughs> that you want to throw our way, we will make sure that they are added for the show notes that everybody okay. can look and read and act upon. Now, remember, this is the last bit, so let's concentrate here. That we are many things, but we're not wizards. Are we wizards, Mark? We're not wizards. We're footballers, Mark. <laughs> We're putting one in the back of the net. <laughs> You're a wizard, Harry. Yeah, don't say that. <laughs> I'll cut it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, remember. <laughs> but listen, no. Thanks again for coming on. It's been fantastically interesting. Lots of good fun. Um, and I guess to to cap it all off. It is a goodbye from Mark. Goodbye. And uh, they think it's all over. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> I had to. I, had I know, to. I know. No. Yep, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's a bye from me for now. Um, thank you for listening. Stay safe. And we look forward to speaking to you again on We Are Not Wizards. Bye-bye. <laughs>